So here we are, all dressed up, ready to go. <laughs> go where? We're going out for a walk. Oh, we are, I on know. On your first... My inaugural? In inaugural. Thank you, it's a funny word, isn't yes. it? Yes. Ignore, I can't say Inaugural. It. It's a bit like binoculars. <laughs> so, Stop yes, it. so everybody does a book club, and I and there are so many friends that you meet up for a dog walk and I thought it would be quite nice to have a like a dog walking club so like once a month we could meet up and each uh each month somebody else pitches another walk that we could all do yes so today is the first day so um, yes and how far is it 4.7 kilometers okay not very far well that's quite a long way when you've got little legs like Archibald are probably longer than berries though well yeah yes that's true but he's heavier as well he is heavier he is <laughs> and he's still a baby he is and but to be fair we have done we have done five kilometers with him and we did go out for a walk on sunday it was such a lovely day and um, so we went down to studland onto the beach which is a very long stretch of beach well i know you know but just so that you were just looking for the nudists, weren't you? <laughs> well, we just got past. We normally walk from the car park right along to where the first watch out there's nudists beyond this point, although not really in the winter. And do you go in the sand dunes? Well, so normally, and then we get to that point, and then we go up into the dunes and walk back because it's quite... You go looking for nice. willies. No, because then you're not in the... No, I know. No, but that is, you have to count how many willies is part of the walk. Okay, well, not in the winter, I don't think. You'll be surprised. Okay, okay. well, I've never seen anybody there. So anyway, so this time he was quite happy. So we thought, well, we'll just go on a little bit further on the beach. So we were along the beach and then we turned off. He was slightly ahead of us and we turned off to go up into dunes to walk back. He didn't see us and kept on running and running and running (laughs) And would not look round or answer. And I think the wind was such that he couldn't really hear us. So I did about 5K run on Sunday <laughs> The trouble is, is they latch onto another family or another pair of legs that they think is their you know, yeah. owner. And you just can lose them. And it's just ridiculous. And then when he did look round, then he kind of came bounding back eventually. I mean, he went... Twice as far as we had, mm. you know, had we as we had intended to go, and then walking back, we were like, "Oh my god, he did go a long way!" And mm. he, so he was he was exhausted on, brilliant, on Sunday, brilliant. But, but no, it was anyway. glorious, wasn't it? Yes, felt like yes. spring was spring. I know, and it wasn't cold either. So no, it was it was lovely. No, but I gather we've gone we've gone viral. Well, or we're we, influencers, we not viral in, influencers. We're fluencers. Yeah. So we talk with the trendsetters. Yeah. We make things happen. We Charlotte. do. We do. We talk about Wordle, and then and the New then, York Times buys it. Then at the weekend, both the Sunday Times and the Telegraph were doing articles about Wordle, and then this morning it's announced that the the New York Times have bought it Ooh. for seven figures which is the low seven figures they say yes. so that must be the low millions yes i think yes but the guy i mean team because a million is six digits isn't it <laughs> isn't it yeah no low millions we're maths whiz yeah 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 but, and, he, and, he, and he designed it for his partner yes yeah so apparently in the news this morning we know only broke today that um that the New York Times are saying that it'll be free for now. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it'll be interesting. But to there see is what um, there is another program I think in the afternoon called Lingo, which is a television program, and it is quite similar right. setup. And it's a quiz game on the TV, and they start with like a four, and you have to kiss the letters, and then they go on to a five. And um, so I need to look into that. So okay. 
Um, but I mean, there's so many word games are so they have something in common because they're using the alphabet. Yes. And you can't make them that different. I think what has grabbed everybody's imagination with Wordle is that people are sharing it. And because it's a once a day and it's that whole, um, we've talked about it for a water cooler moment. And sometimes you just can't do it and then you go back to it. Okay. And then you get it. Um, and then you get some smart people like my husband and son that just do it straight away. Sometimes I get it straight away. Yesterday I found really tricky. So I'll have, I'll have, I'll have another yeah. crack at it. Yeah, I know your husband's doing it, isn't he? Is he? Oh, well, he did it once. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he's a bit, his, his big thing is Sudoku. Yeah. That's his big, yeah. big thing. Um, so he does that pretty much every, every day. Yeah. Now, Mrs. Toombs, what part of turn your phone off? <laughs> I put it on airplane mode. I thought that would turn it off. No, you need to turn it off, off. All right. Because otherwise it interferes with the recording. Well, he will. He's all heard that. <laughs> dogs snuffling in the background we've got all of the dogs here today we have so now actually they're being pretty well behaved at the moment which is because cool, they're all coming out for a walk yes so now we've had the decorators in have you yes and you yes. pleased so far Ah, uh, yes so we hesitant there. yeah so this is going to sound so <laughs> little class <laughs> so we had a color consultant from pharaoh and ball come round and Stephen was very keen to do it. I was a bit like, oh, if you really want to, I'm not quite sure. And we had um, Joa, she's the lead colour consultant at Farrow and Ball. And they're based at, you know, Farrow and Ball are based near it's us. It's a Dorset so company. They're a Dorset company. Um, and so she came round and looked at everything and came up with actually a really, really strong scheme that I would never, ever, ever have looked at if she hadn't recommended it but once she'd you were looking at why she was suggesting certain things and she looks at the the position of the house the light that comes in what the rooms are used for what the view is mm -hmm. as well which is really interesting to consider what colors you're actually seeing through the windows mm -hmm. it was really interesting watching her work one of the rooms that she recommended uh was in one color everything so the ceiling the skirting boards the the, the walls see i like that idea which i was a bit like oh i'm not sure because and it's, it's a slightly unusual shaped room it's an so. evening room isn't it yes so it yes it's a color called dead salmon which is like this pinky gray like dead salmon <laughs> yeah it's done and it's lovely but there's just i don't know if just because my eyes aren't that great at the moment in certain lights to me it looks a little bit brown mm. but then we were sat there last night it was the first night we were able to use it last night and with the lights on and everything and the side lights on it actually looked lovely mm. so um so when we've got this really good decorator who you recommended who is kind of doing us between other jobs as well so there'll be a bit of a break now and then he's doing the hallway that's what i'm really interested to see mm -hmm. what the hallway is like because that's that's going to be very different and then we've got to wait until we can do the kitchen and the dining room because of the, as i've talked about before the chimney and having, mm -hmm. having to have the chimney rebuilt and everything so we're just waiting for that to dry out and then we can have that done Exciting, but it's such an upheaval, though, isn't it? It it is, but it also you you know it's Stephen a good is always clean. desperate, desperate to do stuff. So with the fact that we've been there two and a half years, and we've done nothing visible, mm. you know, the only things we've done are 
mending the chimney, getting the new water, the, the septic tank replacement. All quite all important that. stuff. It's all, but it's all hidden. It's not cosmetic. And he's not cosmetic and he's not, and it's not visible and you can't see any fruits of your labours. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's nice that we are being able to get, do these things now, which is, which is brilliant. So how was you, how, what about you? Uh, we had on? a very busy weekend. Tom was down with, uh, three friends, um, which was lovely. Lovely to see him and meet his friends, even though we had met one before. Um, and then we went to the point to point, local point to point on Sunday, which was lovely because oh, the weather was lovely. And we met yes. friends for a picnic. Um, so we had a car boot picnic and, uh, and we made even, we didn't make our fortune, but we didn't lose a fortune. Well, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a success. Yeah. Then. It's just, it's so funny because at those events, you can be talking to somebody uh, and they're there and you turn your head to look at something, you turn around and you've lost them and you cannot see them because everybody wears the same color. I mean, it's 50 shades of green. Tweed. Tweed. <laughs> Not so much tweed. It's just green. Right. Okay. Okay. Green. Lots of barbers. Lots of barbers. Lots of barbers. Um, and it's just so funny because people, you just lose people. Yeah. You press the button now. Yes, I have. So, Steve, have you got any pets? Any pets? <laughs> Whenever there's a, 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 a pause in the conversation, uh, if people are eating or drinking, and Tom will go, So, have you got any pets? It's okay. <laughs> a conversation. <laughs> Was there a pause in the car? You don't no, normally pause. Well, no, because you made me pause. You made me pause. So I was going to say, "So, Steve, have you got any pets?" <laughs> but anyway, it's gone over the top of your head. Now, what is our book of the week? Well, not exactly a book this Ooh, week. Off piece um, again. Going a bit off piece, but for you, for reasons that will all become very, very clear. So I am highlighting a website. That And you know I'm not a big, I love cookery books, you know I love cookery books, but this is a website that I go to quite a lot called Great British Chefs, and there's also a sister site called Great Italian Chefs, just to let you know, but the one I use most is called Great British Chefs, and it's a business that was founded in 2010, um, and the idea was to be the go-to website for foodies, and it's that there are a lot of websites that are for, you know, people that are fond of food and want to look at recipes but this is um they work with some of the finest chefs uh, who write various features who give recipes who do um demonstration videos and it's just a really really good one-stop place to go if you want to find out about anything is it more educational it's basics in the way that if you want to know how to chop an onion professionally there's you can have a look if you want to know how to fillet fish there's videos there that will help you and i know that there's other things that there are other places you can get those on youtube and what have you what i love about great british chefs is um it really supports obviously british chefs really um but a lot of chefs that are now becoming much more familiar to people and much better known um and it has a database of over ten thousand recipes wow. and they're broken down you can search them by by various categories or by technique or what have you and it can also it helps you master knife skills it helps you um learn all the different techniques they've got a particular um section on how to sous vide and and how to use that but the reason I wanted to talk, oh, you can have a look at a certain number of recipes for free. Um, and then there's also different levels of membership. 
as well. Um, so the, Are you a fully paid up member? I'm not the top member. Um, I think I'm silver, which means I can have access to most of the most of the site. I think if you're a gold member, you get additional things mm -hmm. and um, um, subscriber offers and invited to some things when when we're able to have people. And is it expensive? No, it's. I think it's about. I think it's about. It works out. I think it's about three ninety nine a month, something okay. like that. Okay. Which so the price of about a food even cheaper than a food magazine. Well, and actually, because when I was back in London recently and bought a coffee, I was like, well, Lord, it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. I mean, I also realise it's much cheaper down here sometimes than it is in London mm. <laughs> on some of these things. Mm. But I have used this site quite a lot. It's really worth going to have a look at. The other reason I wanted to mention it this week particularly is because the new series of Great British Menu starts on BBC Two. And you know I love, mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. Great British mm -hmm. Menu. Big changes this year. The whole judging panel has changed. Okay. So Oliver Payton and Matthew Watstain are no longer. Andy Oliver is back as the um, presenter, but it's three new um, judges, including Tom Kerridge. Okay. But Great British Chefs actually is works in association with Great British Menu. So they highlight on the site all the chefs that are being included. Oh, wow. They include some of their recipes. Um, background a lot of the history chefs anyway are part of the great british chefs website so they work very closely so i just Ooh. wanted to highlight that it's a really um, really useful site you didn't see uh that new tv show last night we are tuesday so that was monday night with jamie oliver i did um so the great cookbook challenge i quite liked it i did now i looked this up because i just thought this i thought it was an interesting idea I think it's a little odd for somebody to suddenly do a cookbook and with no... You mean reason, an unknown? An unknown. And this is the reason why. Just before you're looking, you're looking at me very puzzled. And let me tell you why. There are there were 5,000 cookery books published in the UK in the year 2020. How many of those did you buy? Oh, <laughs> of those, 5,000. 556 sold over 100 copies. And only 48 sold more than 5,000 copies. Wow. That is extraordinary. So for just nearly 4,500 of the cookery book in 2020 sold less than 100 copies. Um, that is unbelievable. So the economics are... Yeah, so it's a big gamble for so a publisher. Really, it really is a big gamble. So I did quite enjoy it. I think it's going to take a little while to settle warm up down. I mean, I'm not sure I agreed with... Their choice. Quite who they put through. Yeah. But there was one thing that I thought one of the judges made that was very, very interesting. And she made a comment about one of the one of the people who actually I thought was very good, who was pitching their idea, cooking aubergine. Oh, and they wouldn't and cook the them enough. Yeah. And she said, look, you're looking at it from a professional chef point of view. If you are in your home, the average the average cook would never take it as far as you did. Mm. So you need to think about how could you suggest alternative ways of cooking mm. it? Could you roast it or mm. something like that? Which I just thought was quite interesting because I'm not sure. Well why she was people... the she was the publisher. 
And the other two were chefs. Well, no, they? she actually was the chef who actually said oh, that. Oh, was it? Yeah. But in the same article that I was looking up about how many cookery books were sold, and it's very unsubstantiated, and it is nobody will really confirm that this happens. And um, the people who do this as a living have to sign NDAs and never talk about it. A lot of cookbooks are ghostwritten, and they will never admit it. But one of the reasons is apparently a lot of the professional chefs find it very difficult to write recipes from a, a home, home cook, cook yeah. point of point Because of they're view. professionally trained. Be yeah. Um, and they're probably also always um, doubling the ingredients. You know, they're cooking on a bigger scale. Yes, yeah. Um, and you know when you've done a recipe that has worked really well for the two of you, you then supersize it for a party of 12 and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't work. work but you're thinking shit i can't put 24 cloves of garlic yeah. but if i'm tripling the recipe yeah i should yes and it doesn't work yeah so it was it was it was interesting so i will definitely be i will definitely yeah. be watching it again next week um and we'll give it i mean chance. i love that um i think it's a bbc show and it's the best home cook uh, yes, you and yes, the one with um, Mary Berry, Mary Berry, and Chris Bavin, and yeah, yeah and I really, we really like that one yes. because we are all home well, yes. apart from you because you've been to chef school. But, <laughs> <I'm> um, <still. laughs> but you know, we are all home cooks, and yes. we're you know, I'm greedy, which is why I'm passionate about food. Whether I'm a particularly good cook or not, it's only because of my greed that I want to eat Although all the I time. Do. Yes, <laughs> I, well, I know, I know what you mean, but I also have to. I do feel sorry, for, a little bit sorry for Stephen actually because. You know, by the time we often sit down to watch something, it's like nine o'clock. Um, and as I said earlier, I'm starting to go to bed a lot earlier. Now I'm back at work as well. But we went from, you know, however long it was, a month of MasterChef, where basically that's all he was watching in an evening. And now I'm afraid he's going to have great British um, menu three nights a week. So I do feel a bit sorry for yeah, him. Yeah, but he doesn't mind. No, he doesn't. And he knows it makes me happy. Yeah, anything to shut up the little man. <laughs> So an interesting seasonal ingredient this week. Well, I thought um, eggs. Now, the reason I thought eggs was because my ladies are just coming back into lay, having had a few weeks off. So because I've never thought of eggs as being a seasonal ingredient, well, but I suppose if you actually do have chickens yourself and you use their eggs, they are seasonal because they don't lay well, every day. As the days are getting longer, because of obviously it's getting nearer to spring and summer, they um, chickens start laying again because they need a certain amount of uh, daylight to lay. Oh, right. So they normally stop uh, pretty much mid-November. And you will get the bantams, the silkies, my little fluffy chickens, they're very good at laying. Um, and I did have some young uh, pullets, which we had chicks and they came into lay in October. So they've sort of laid, but... Yeah, out of 10 hens, I'm getting one, maybe two eggs a day. Whereas... Uh, so not even an omelette. <laughs> no, no. Um, and then one day last week, I've had like four, five, three, five. So I thought, oh, everyone's coming back into lay. And what's quite interesting is that their combs go very floppy and very pale. And then when they start coming back into lay, they stand up again and go bright red. Really? Mm. So how long have they not been laying? Probably, I did say earlier, probably about from mid-November. Oh, when I'm they, sorry. Yeah, when they... <laughs> I wasn't listening. Yeah, when the days get shorter. Okay. 
Yeah, so they are. So I thought, well, let's do eggs as our seasonal ingredient. And when they're up to full capacity, how many eggs will they? So be out of ten, paying? probably probably eight a day. Eight each? No, one a day. Oh, not, okay. <laughs> but, fucking hell. God, you have to remember, listeners, that he is really a townie. Yeah. He may wear he may wear green when he's in the country. Oh, that was one of the stupidest things I've ever said. <laughs> he is matching the colour of his jumper now. It's red. Um, no, they lay one egg a day, but not seven days a week and not 365 days a year. And that's why some, the chicken farmers, they have lights on so that they get more eggs per day from them. But by 18 months, the chickens are exhausted and they right. stop laying and then they get rid of the battery hens um, because it's not natural for them to lay continually and they need to have a time off because obviously yeah. it takes a lot out of their systems you know you have to feed them shell and shell sh crushed up shell for the calcium for the layers of their egg because if they were on a poor diet they can't make the shell so they take from their system so basically i mean that's why battery farms then so they don't give them any dark i'm assuming they keep them in the light they just mm -hmm. i mean what a miserable yeah and miserable actually we life. have quite we're getting better with our chicken welfare um, and I am going to touch upon the 1988 scandal of the salmonella in eggs, which junior health minister Edwina Curry brought to light. Yeah. But actually, most of the hens are all vaccinated against salmonella. So flocks that aren't vaccinated, that was where there was salmonella. Um, and yes, there were cases of it, but it was hardly yeah you know and there's a mark isn't there that's on an egg that actually if it's got the like is it the lion it, mark? the lion stamp means that they're british hens obviously laid british eggs and it means that they're vaccinated against salmonella right and there's also apparently there's also like a zero one and a two and a three on the eggs zero being organic one being free range two being barn and three being cage um i didn't know that yeah there, there was a number on that okay yeah. So, um, I mean, it's one thing I said to the boys when they went off to university, whatever you do, do not buy value eggs and they will pay extra for free range. Yeah. Um, not so much organic, but they will pay extra for free, free range because they know that, you know, you cannot expect a chicken to live on the size of an A4 page. I agree. I agree. Um, and they, and if you see them sunbathing, they actually put their wings around each other and they start sort of not purring, but they make this very deep sort of clucking noise when they're grooming. So they're obviously enjoying the interaction yeah, between yeah. each other. And they are so, lovely. I love your chickens. They're fabulous. Well, they're characters. Yeah. And there is a pecking order. Yeah. And they sort themselves out, the pecking order. And funny enough, you would think it would be the big bossy hen. But no, it's usually one of the little silkies that's in charge of all the flock. Um, <laughs> and they are hysterical. So the different kinds of eggs. Oh, where you cook them or eggs well, that what we eat. Eggs, what eggs are, do we eat? Because obviously we all know chicken. Um, well, chicken, Hens eggs. quail. Yes, love quail. Um, and you want to say something about quail's eggs, don't you? Yes, yeah, so quail's eggs, the advantage I got on quail's eggs was if you are going to, so if you're going to soft boil them or if you are going to poach them, because they are fabulous in a canapé. I do this fabulous canapé with a little bit of um, wilted spinach and some hollandaise and then um, a half soft boiled quail's egg. You need to buy the quail's eggs 
up to 10 days to two weeks ahead of when you want to use them because quail's eggs need to have some life into them before you can soft poach, soft poach or soft boil them. Um, so that's my advice. If you're going to do them, buy them in advance. So chicken, quail, duck, and duck apparently are meant to be very good for baking because they're obviously they're very rich yeah. egg yolks um, and people prize them for baking. Caviar, obviously fish egg. Goose. I wonder if goose is a popular one for uh, baking. I haven't heard, but no. I've seen goose egg. Turkey egg. I've never had a turkey egg. Emu. They weigh about one kilo. Um, and then in India, they eat another fish egg called Hilsa, H-I-L-S-A, which is a fish egg, which I hadn't heard of. No. Ostrich egg. And they are about two kilos. Good Lord. So they're quite huge. Um, and then a bantam egg, which basically for, for me is a chicken egg. But the bantam eggs, even though they're a lot smaller and it is a chicken egg, they're a lot richer in iron. And don't they have, the, isn't the yolk pretty much the same, same size? Same size, but just so less white. So you actually white. get less white, which mm. actually I really like because mm. it's the yolk that mm. I love on, mm. a, on, an, on an egg. Well, and you make scrambled egg with them. Yes. The silkies. Very beautiful colour. Yeah, very, because very there's yellow. obviously so much more yolk. Yes. Um, and you wanted to talk about scrambled eggs. Well, we both love scrambled eggs. I wonder how we both make it, because I wonder if we make it differently, because there's so many different ways that people do scrambled eggs. So how do you, how do, you do it? Well, melted butter, yeah. whisk up the eggs, a slug of milk. Sometimes if I'm feeling extravagant and there's any leftover, a slug of cream. Um, and I like mine a bit firmer than yours. Um, so what temperature do you do it? Low, at? very low. Yeah. I'm stirring all the time. Yes. So, okay. So I do not add any cream and I don't add any milk. Um, I use quite a bit of butter. Mm. I do love butter in them. So, I mean, when I say a lot, more than just like a little tablespoon, I mean, it's more like, you oh, know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Depending on how, how big I'm doing it. 25 grams? grams to 50 25 to 50 grams of butter. For two people? Um, about 30 grams for, for two. Don't put all the butter in straight away. I leave, I hold some back. Do it at a very low temperature, much lower than I think people think mm -hmm. that you should do it. And stir it constantly and then take it off the heat. So the, the rest of it, I do the same as you. So mm. whisk them first, put them in the But it'll the, carry the on cooking, butter. which is yeah, why so you take it off the so heat. You take it off the heat to stop it to, because it will keep on cooking. So you want to take it off before it's quite ready and throw, and put the rest of the butter in then and mm -hmm. then stir it. Beautiful, nice mm. and creamy. The mm. curds are great. And, but yes, I do like it a little bit looser than, than, Apparently, than... um, you shouldn't add milk into it because it's the fat in the milk that burns, which makes the saucepan a nightmare to clean afterwards. Well, I do. I Apparently. have this fabulous Arga pan. It's one of the cast iron, um, but non-stick ones. And it's fabulous mm. for scrambled eggs. It's fabulous, but you can't use it on induction hot. No. But you just soak them. So anyway, and then I thought it would be quite fun to make a list of, of different ways of cooking eggs. So I um, came up with poached. Um, either you can do that in, obviously, rolling, boiling water, all those little egg poacher thingies. My worst nightmare is poaching Yeah, eggs. no, I sometimes, I'm I had it for a while. It. I had it for a while, and now I've lost it. Boiled. So obviously you can have hard or soft-boiled eggs. Soft -boiled egg. um, and I love a hard-boiled egg sandwich. Oh. Do you? Egg mayonnaise, yes. Oh, yeah, I love that. Or even hot, hot hard-boiled with Marmite and toast. Oh, delicious. Fried, obviously we discussed scramble. Um, and then one of my children's favourite was egg in a cup. Can I, can I just quickly ask, when you fry, do you fry in oil or butter or lard or... They could glide on the 
simmering. Okay. Late. Yes, I do. I do that as well. But I'm sure my grandmother used to. She used to used to do the most fantastic egg and chips, and I can still remember them now. I mean, they were just to die for. But I'm convinced she either did the eggs in lard or butter. But they had they were brilliant, and they had that lovely white. It probably would have been oil, right? Because the butter would have burnt. Um, but yes, they were slightly frilly around the edges. Yes. But no, my you know I was taught to cook fried egg in oil and as it's cooking you spoon, you the, spoon oil the oil over, over the yolk yes. to make it cook but yes. of course we're also health conscious now i use that spray okay and i put the lid down yes on the agar yeah or I, I, like them, I do yes or i like them quite hard on the bottom because i'm not a big runny yolk person okay because i don't like runny white um and then egg in a cup which was a childhood favorite of mine and basically that's boiled egg with a bit of bread and butter and you spoon it out into a mug with cubes of bread, and you just eat it. Okay. <laughs> and that's called egg in a cup. Okay. Because that's what it is. <laughs> um, we've discussed hard-boiled. And then coddled eggs, which um, I didn't actually know how what a coddled egg was, even though I'd heard of it. And basically, it's an egg cooked in a ramekin in a water bath so in the oven. So it's like in a bain-marie, really. So yeah. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, souffle, which if you've never made a souffle, do try because they're, you know, they're not as hard. They're not as um, as difficult as you think they are. Um, and then an omelette. Could you think of any more ways or have I covered them all? No, I think those are the, those are the key ones. I do love an omelette, but I don't have an omelette pan, I no. have to say at the moment. And Spanish omelette. Yes, and they and uh, it's the Spanish one where you do the eggs and the... Potatoes um, and the onions. Oh, no, I was thinking there's a there's one where you whisk the, the whites separate than the yolks. Oh, that's a cloud, then, isn't it? Then, and like yeah, cloud, that can be... Cloud omelette. Um, what I don't get, I just do not get at all, is egg white omelettes. Just don't get the point of those. They're the most tasteless things. No, because ever. they are such a good source of protein, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're tasteless. Yeah. Um, Shelf life? Yeah. Shelf life. I thought the shell. I thought the sell by date was a month from laying. Is okay. that right? I I don't know, but they do have quite a good shelf life. It's longer than people um, think, and I think it's three to five weeks. Yes. and I think it doesn't really make much difference as whether you keep them in the fridge or out of the fridge. Yes, I was looking this up because I keep mine out of the fridge, and I know you do as well. There's mm -hmm. various rest. There's various people that say you should keep them in the fridge. Yeah. The, and then there's other people that say it doesn't really matter. So I, I mean, I never have, and I, and I don't. What I did read though that if you do keep them in the fridge, if you are baking with them, you should let them come to room, room temperature, temperature before you start breaking, mm -hmm. because if you don't, that's when they can start curdling. Um, and but I, I don't kind of understand why you need to keep them in the fridge when they've got their own protective yeah, casing. I know. And of course, and you know, obviously, how to make, how to tell if they're okay if they're fresh or what have they you. They float and sink. So yeah. So if or you, you open them and they smell. Well, if you open them, they smell if they're straight away. But the quicker way of doing it is if you put it in um, a bowl of water, if it sinks, then it's fresh. If it hovers around the middle, then it's it's okay, but it's it's been around a little bit longer. And if it floats, it's time to completely get rid of it. But if you think about it, in the in the wild, uh, chicken won't start sitting until they've got maybe 10 to a dozen eggs. Now that could take that hen a fortnight to lay, for instance. Then she'll start sitting on them and that'll take three weeks. So, you know, they're going to stay fresh for at least two weeks. Yeah, yeah, because, that's true. Because, you know, she's not going to sit on them otherwise. And then obviously she sits on them um, and then it's three weeks. Just so exciting. Oh, 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 rainbow eggs, different colored. You breed different colored chickens to get different 
not different colored chickens, <laughs> different color, different breeds of chickens that lay different colored eggs. And you can get green, pink, blue, chocolate brown, white, beige, just some of the prettiest, prettiest eggs. And I want them. <laughs> well, I always find it very interesting in the US. You only really ever see white They eggs. only have white eggs. But you were thinking about getting chickens, weren't you? Yes, I'd love to get chickens, but we can't really if we're not going to be no. around no. all the time. No. Um, so, Mr. Fox loves them. Yeah. So at one stage, I think at some, some stage we will, but not right. Not right now. So in the moment, I will just be grateful that I can have some of yours every now and then. Thank you very much. So I hope you've got some lovely, fragrant, colourful plant for this week. A tree. <laughs> See, I set that up beautifully. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint anybody. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. I hope you've got a lovely tree for this week. Mimosa. Oh, I love mimosa. And you have one. Angie gave you one last year and I was a bit jealous because I want one. Um, but I couldn't find the variety because some of they can be quite tender um, and we're in a frost pocket. So I needed the harder one, um, but they have beautiful, attractive sort of silvery green feathery looking leaves. And it's a fluffy yellow ball is the flower and they have the most beautiful scent. Yes, they do. Um, and it's just a, and they flower from pretty much from January to April. So, you know, now it's a late winter, early spring flowering plant. Oh, I don't think ours is flowering yet. Yeah, January to April, but it is, it's just beautiful. It's very chirpy. It's very cheery. Um, and I really like it. It's the symbol of International Women's Day, celebrated on the 8th of March. Um, and this originated in New York in 1909. It became a national holiday after the women gained the vote in 1917. Um, and now it's a symbol of uh, women to give each other women flowers as a sign of solidarity. Really? Yeah. I didn't, so, know, that. I didn't know that. I didn't until I started researching yeah. it. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's a flower to celebrate women's success and friendship. So it's a nice flower for a woman to give another woman or a tree if she's had a successful promotion or a bunch of um, to mark that occasion, oh, which I thought was quite a nice. That's lovely. Yeah. So hopefully we can find some pictures. Only in yellow? Only in yellow. Okay. So we were given a mimosa tree by... Stephen's stepmother so and it was it came up well sort of just about, it was about armpit a um, bit lower than that so chest well yeah so that is armpit I suppose so. yeah <laughs> well it depends if you're putting it on me or Stephen really doesn't it so, yes because uh, you're so tall <laughs> of course yeah. so how big do they big oh they okay huge huge and they grow quite quickly if the conditions are right right um you know girlfriends uh, got one that she planted two three years ago and it is huge can't believe how quickly it's grown oh wow yeah okay yeah I will get on it because it's still the time to plant um, shrubs and trees. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, everything's still fairly dormant so that they, if they've got the right conditions, they'll be ready to burst into life. Brilliant. Well, I shall have to go in home now and check on if it's where flowering. ours is at. Because yeah. I don't think it's flowering yet. I no. don't believe it is. No. Um, but, um, but it was beautiful when it was. Yeah. When it well, was it should have got a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody deer haven't eaten it. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think that brings us to an end, doesn't it? It. Uh, oh, no, 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 week. no, 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 no. What, what no, were you no, interrupting no. me about now? No, there's something I forgot. forgot. Again. Yes. 
you have to go and see Belfast. Belfast? What? The movie. Oh, the movie. And yes. for fear of sounding stupid, I know it's quite easy to do, <laughs> um, what's it about? So it's Kenneth Branagh's new movie, which he has directed, and it's based on his childhood uh, when he lived in Northern Ireland and the start of uh, all the conflict between the uh, Catholics and Protestants. Oh, okay. And it is fantastic. Apparently it's shot in black and white, it's which is shot in black and white, which off putting to some. Some little person I know <laughs> wasn't that keen on. I thought it was very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Um so it stars Jamie Dornan as effectively Kenneth Branagh's oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, he is attractive. Um and um, Judy Dench, Kieran Hines as um as his grandparents. And then the boy the the boy who's the star of the of the film that it's everything seen through his eyes. And apparently really. it's, he's tipped to be the youngest Oscar. winner of an Oscar. He really? is he is stunning. Oh wow. Stunning in it. Absolutely oh. brilliant. And it's a it's a small, intimate film. Okay. Um, but absolutely a long film? wonderful. 90 minutes. Oh, okay. Perfect. 90 minutes. Yeah. But I have to say, we went to see it at a, at a cinema called The Rex in Wareham, which is a, the nearest small town to where we live. Now, you know that the Rex is very much part of all your childhoods mm-hmm. around here. I think it's, it's probably one of the oldest cinemas, I think. In, Used to be called, um, affectionately called the Flea Pit. Okay. Yes. Um, it's but it's still had a facelift. It had, until recently, it had the original gas lights. And although the lights are still there, they're obviously, they're not used anymore. Um, had a bit of a revamp, I gather, over um, over lockdown. Great value, and the bar—I have to say—the bar was so cheap. Two drinks, two bags of crisps, seven pounds. Well, I'm sorry, but well. And what is lovely that? is you can sort of take your glass and of wine with you, yeah, yeah. and it's in a glass, yeah, uh, which was lovely. Great atmosphere in there. I just thought it very was, civilized, it was lovely, really lovely. So we're definitely going to go back. It was mm. my first visit, mm. um, so we're definitely going to go back there. But really, really worth worth seeing. I th- I thought it was a tremendous and important movie. to support local independent cinemas. I agree. I agree. We're lucky we have a few around here. We are. And the programming is actually quite mm. good. They have some really good films. But... You might get it a bit late. They might not get the, you know, <laughs> get the, the, the major releases straight away, but eventually they do get them. Yeah. Um, yes. So it is worth. And it's, it's, it's worth going to. I mean, you forget. And I, and I feel sorry for the cinema industry. I think it's going to struggle. I don't yeah. think it's going to go back to quite how it was. Um, there's a lot of people that aren't going back to the cinemas. It's why movies like we talked about before Christmas, West Side Story, yeah. which has had the most fantastic reviews, is being nominated left, right and center for awards, has bombed mm. from a box office point of view. And it's not for the lack of, you know, critics liked it, the people who have seen it. But there's it, a certain generation that won't go back. They won't go back. They won't go back. Because they're too fearful. Um, uh, and it's going to change the dynamics mm. of, of, the, of the industry. And, you, you know, a lot more are going to go on to streaming. And mm. it's going to shorten the window between going on the cinema and mm. streaming. But there are certain films I just think, A, sometimes not necessarily about seeing it on a big screen. No. Obviously, some of these big... If James Bond, for instance. Brilliant yeah. on a big screen. But sometimes it's about seeing it with an audience. Yes. I just think it adds something when yeah. you're just sitting on your sofa at home yeah. watching it. So. Yeah. Do you want a cup of tea now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or can you put it on pause? You know, oh, it kind of ruins the yeah. moment, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. Right. We must say goodbye. Um, yes, we must. So. Goodbye. Um, as <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> 
Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Voyage Around My Arga, and you can email us at Voyage Around My Arga at gmail.com. We will be back with another influential and fascinating episode next week. And Bye. In the meantime, Bye. Bye. Bye.